White men been telling him what to do, telling him what school to go to, where to live, where to eat, where to buy a house, where to run, where to sit down, where to sleep, where to pay for abortions, where to buy a gun. And they, you think they not going to tell him how to vote? In 2022, we don't need a walker, we need a runner. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. Happy November the 1st, 2022. That is Georgia-based pastor, pastor, uh, Jamal Bryant. Jamal uh, gave that profound statement of faith meets politics uh, behind the pulpit at New Birth Missionary Baptist Church in Stonecrest, Georgia. So what's interesting about the legacy of this church is that his predecessor was... Uh, the late Bishop Eddie Long. And may his soul rest in peace. I have no idea whether or not Bishop Long repented, confessed and repented of his sins before his death, his gruesome death with uh, cancer, um, or uh, if he made peace with his alleged victims. I have no idea. I know that he made financial restitution with his alleged victims and did never, never saw a day in court. And according to very reliable sources, it's a really good thing he didn't. Or Bishop Long may have spent his last days in a prison. Yeah, so Bishop Long was notable for a few things, not the least of which were his biceps. He was very proud of his body. Uh, He was very fleshy in that way, not to be confused with being concerned with your health, right? But the most egregious thing that I personally witnessed in his church among probably 3,000 to 5,000, 3,500 participants, probably, uh, uh, congregants in this particular evening service, maybe more. There were thousands of people in this service. Um, a predominantly black congregation, which, okay. Um, but what was, what was super egregious about my visit to the church it in what this Jamal Bryant is carrying on uh, this torch of bigotry and political uh, divisiveness from the pulpit completely, completely incongruent with his 501 C three status, by the way, but we'll get to that in a minute, but very similar in messaging was Bishop Eddie long and this man. Very similar. And so understanding principalities and territories, because Jamal goes on to preach about what you're dealing with as principalities. Now, remember, you have to know that the the enemy of 
light and the word and righteousness in truth understands light and righteousness in truth better than your average bear, right? So, so much so that he, when Satan went to tempt the word himself in the desert, he used the word against the word. Now, that's a whole other level of pride. That's a whole other level of what? Right? And so I'm speaking to the Christians in my audience today, but I'm also speaking to you non-Christians because it's very important to understand how how we ended up where we are culturally. I can't even say it because we're so messed up. How did we end up here and therefore end up you know, so um, easily manipulated by the powers that be to get us into the political position that we're in, the geopolitical position we're in. Well, this is this so this does involve you, even if you're not a Christian. You you guys are always welcome here. You know that, but for you Christians who allow this type of profiteering. This type of heresy and this type of unlawful activity to continue in the pulpits of the United States of America while taking the subsidization of the United States government, a la you, in the way of 501c3 kickbacks to people who are giving in the name of Jesus to these churches who stump from their pulpits illegally. This message is for you. So many churches, particularly white churches, have remained silent over cultural issues, whether it's black-on-black crime, it is inequality in school systems, lack of opportunity uh, across the board, not just in urban centers, but also rural areas for black children, uh, black and Latino children. That's just a fact, Jack. Those are the numbers. Uh, whether it's homosexuality, whether it's trans uh, issues, whether it, whatever it is, the church... Um, the church has been seduced, A, by a spirit of Jezebel, and B, um, by a spirit of pride and gluttony, right? Just kind of a spiritual sloth. And we just want to be quiet. We just want them to leave us alone, whoever them happens to represent on any given day. We want them to leave us alone. That's how the church thinks. And so does the GOP, coincidentally. So it's, you know, it's not by happenstance that we are where we are politically in this country because if politics is downhill from culture and the church is responsible for the culture according to the church itself, then we've done a really awful, lousy job. And this guy right here who calls himself a pastor and stabs at Herschel Walker verbally the way he does with this slave-ish rhetoric as if Herschel has been a slave to the man. And you know who the man is, right? The man is not black. 
the man is the system which is represented by the white people who always have privilege and supremacy at the table, according to people who subscribe to that way of thinking. I do not believe anyone is supreme. And I believe we only have one race. So you guys can count me out of that conversation. There's one race and one blood, according to Acts, in every single version of your Bible. One blood. There's no Jew. There's no Gentile. There's no male. There's no female, which stands to reason there's probably no black or no nor white. Now, does that mean that God is our our creator is colorblind? No. (laughs) Does it mean that we that blacks in America have not suffered huge, uh, egregious, awful grievances? No, it's not what that means at all. No one's denying our past, but some of us prefer to overcome and celebrate our ability to overcome as a unified nation and continue to overcome. We certainly haven't arrived at some pinnacle of, woohoo, look at us. We're past all of our biases. And you know what? It's kind of like poverty. Talk about a just a, a total, uh, a horrible pyramid scheme, right? Ending poverty. Doesn't that sound great? Because as humans created by a compassionate, merciful, and loving creator, no one wants to see their fellow man or woman or child suffer from hunger. Like, no, you just don't, right? Any of us. But the word himself said, you will always have the poor with you. So good luck ending poverty. That will never happen. Not on this side of eternity. It just won't happen. We just spent over $8 billion on Halloween candy yesterday and costumes and hooker outfits and eyelashes and makeup and hair and uh, whips and chains and whatever y'all are into and who knows. But all of that pumpkins, you know, all anything to do with Halloween, over $8 billion spent on Halloween. So please spare me your, oh, it's so bad that we're the poor, still poor. Yeah, well, and that people are still hungry and so-and-so and and literally lives two miles from a grocery store and weighs about 350 pounds is living in a food desert. No, no, no one in their right Christ mind buys that stuff. But people who are married to this idea of race is everything when there's only one race, but color and ethnicity are everything, right? They have to be. They have to be the basis of why you fight, of why you breathe, why you move, why you get up and have your being, what you're an activist over, what, where's your joy, where's your identity. It's all in the fight against the system and against the man. And that is what Jamal Bryant advocates. From his pulpit with a 501c3 discount. That's right. So everyone from his church gets a kickback. Anytime they give, they get to write that off. Isn't that nice? And he doesn't have to count it either. Now that's some stuff. That's a pretty good deal. What's Jamal doing with all that money? I will say this, though, for old Bishop Eddie Long. Something he did teach me, and I'll never forget it, and I have quoted him many times, and I will continue to do so. Because I don't know what he did with his money. And I'll be honest with you, he's gone. And he's not here to defend himself. But his his legal documentation that is public and open source speaks for itself with regard to what I open the show with in the way of facts around what his accusations and allegations and the fact that he paid young men to be very quiet and to move on. And they took it. So there's that. That was their day in court right there in the 30 uh, pieces of silver. So... But something that Eddie Long taught me that I will forever take with me 
is really, and I don't know how he was using it. It doesn't matter if he had some ill-gotten gain, you know, motive uh, behind this particular sermon, but he wasn't wrong. For those of you who will use the excuse of what I'm preaching right here today, that people are robbing Peter to pay Pastor Paul or Pastor uh, Jamal or Pastor whomever or Bishop whomever, right? And it happens all over the country. It happens all over the globe. I mean, we look at the Catholic Church and that's a whole other lifetime special right there with how monies are uh, utilized and funneled and extorted. It's nuts. Blackmail. You, it's crazy. It is a crazy story. But, but here is my admonishment to you. That is not a green light and, and a get out of giving card for you as a Christian as some abysmal excuse as to why you no longer give. Nope. You will never get off. Uh, on that excuse from me, never, because as a widow, I was taught, I cut my teeth um, with the Holy Spirit on giving. Whenever I didn't have a pot to pee in or a window to throw it out, I did have a couple of windows to throw it out, but it was it was such a drop that it evaporated before I could get it to the window. You know what I'm saying? Like I was broke, busted, and I wasn't disgusted because I had just come to the Lord and he was teaching me about the mind and the heart of giving and trusting Giving is always about trusting where he is concerned. So for those of you who are going to take what I'm preaching right now today, and you're going to say, aha, see, that's exactly why I don't give any of the church, because you never know what they're going to do with it. And this pastor's flying around in their jets and all that stuff. And if you missed my spiel yesterday on old Creflo dollar, 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 you should go back and listen to that. It's in my archives. If you're not subscribed, please do so today. I'm on every single download medium you can think of. So it'll come straight to your phone every time I post. But go back and listen to that and what and how I feel about the fact that Creflo asked his congregation for money for, for a jet. I'm, I'm actually a very reasonable person. Maybe I should have been a judge. I think I missed my calling. I have such a heart for the Debras of the world, of, of, the, of the Bible, right? She was a general of a military, and she was the first female judge in the Old Testament. So sorry for those of you who still think women are supposed to sit down and shut up and be silent in the church. That's a whole other sermon. So anyway, back to this, okay? So here's Brother Jamal, right? Now leading this church of Eddie Long, who taught me this one awesome precept. It takes money to care for people. It just does. You have to have money to care for other people. If you're going to call yourself an organization that is in fact the hands and the feet and the eyes and the ears and the mouth and all that for the kingdom. It's going to take money to do that, to put programs into place, to feed people, to clothe people, to house people, to vaccinate people, to whatever, to educate people, whatever it is, right? It takes money to do these things. And it is stupid for us as this greedy, lustful, slothful church to think that we can get anything done without needing money to do it. And for those of you who think that running your church like a business is bad, I would implore you to reconsider your grievances. 
I think it's because the church has not been handling their money like a business it, with the mind of Christ that we find ourselves with these greedy profiteers who continue to profit off of our nation's original sin and our biblical ignorance and our lust and our flesh for greed, for prosperity, and for more. And we want everything outside of righteousness first. And that's just the bottom line. We want every single thing other than seeking ye first the kingdom of our Father and his righteousness. There are literally people who will leave that part out. And he will add all these things unto you. It's like Santa Claus, God, right? And it's, and, and it's wrong. It's wrong. And what Jamal Bryant is doing from his pulpit is wrong. He can have an, a personal opinion on Herschel Walker. That's none of my business. He certainly has every right to his own private vote, That's none of my business. He could have opened his pulpit to both Herschel Walker and um, Senator Warnock, and that would have been the proper and honorable way to go about this. But placating and, and pandering, rather, and it is a placation if you think about it, because if you don't say what your congregation expects you to say, you're not going to rally the troops and the forces behind this activism mentality because, you know, Jesus was apparently not a Jew. I think, I guess he was black. I don't know. Or he was white, according to some pastors. Just depends on who you ask and the ignorance level of the person at the pulpit. But newsflash for those of you who are not Christian and you don't know, Jesus, the living Christ, or Yahusha, Jehovah, all of that, okay? Any name that you would choose to refer to our Savior by, okay? He was fully man and fully creator. And fully man, he was fully Jewish. So, There, that should settle it. Now, we can have another Bible study another time. But as it pertains to politics being downhill of culture, this is exactly why the powers that be are able to utilize the church and the church has become co-opted with the powers that be. We now espouse their lies and their filth from our own pulpits where the liberating word of Christ is supposed to be shared. Where liberation is supposed to occur, people are literally putting on shackles of their congregants and calling that freedom against the man. And you know what really sucks is that it's the man. No matter what color the man is, it's that system that, quote, the man represents. Because, listen, we got the united colors of Benetton. We, we are the United Nations of people within our national security apparatus that utilizes pulpits across the globe, for that matter. But let's just stick with, you know, Stonecrest, Georgia. 
Let's just stick with Georgia, where the Democrats and Soros and Abrams and the DNC, everyone's poured in their their bucks. I would love, someone should absolutely be doing some kind of a financial deep dive on a lot of these churches after this election cycle. Maybe even the personal finances of some folks. I'm just saying. I mean, you may as well put those 80,000 IRS workers to good use, right? Monica, you're calling, you know, this is ridiculous. You're you're calling for targeting the church. No, I'm not at all. Actually, I'm calling for the liberation of the church of Christ. Because once we become liberated from the love of money and from our gluttonous, slothful ways of just following every Tom, Dick, Harry, and Jamal and Creflo into ditches of misunderstanding, disinformation, complete abysmal heresy, then we will, in fact, be free indeed. And you may not like what I'm saying. Maybe it's because I'm white. I've heard that about a thousand times. Come up with something new. Is it my blonde hair? I'm really not blonde. I'm actually brunette. So what else? My blue eyes? I get it. I get it. But the word is worth standing upon. And those same brothers and sisters who sit in that church and howl and and throw handkerchiefs in the air and run around the church in the name of of completely annihilating the character of Herschel Walker have the unmitigated gall to walk by me and smile and say, "Hey sister, how you doing?" No. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. No, sir. No. You serve at the behest of an oppressor. A man who uses words to keep you right in the belly and the bowels of hell. No, thank you. By the way, when's the last time pastors were sitting up in behind a pulpit with their uh, with their fraternity colors on? Because, you know, we're all still 25. Anyway, Jamal Bryant, you need to figure out exactly who it is you're representing, sir. The DNC or the kingdom of heaven? I'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Make sure you check out MonicaProtectsWithGold.com. We are abysmal, abysmal, abysmal whenever it comes to uh, our retirement plans, Roth IRAs. Gold is being eaten up across the globe and the powers that be, so that ought to tell you something. MonicaProtectsWithGold.com. MonicaProtectsWithGold.com. Until tomorrow, be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. <laughs>